Welcome to Brand Agony. I'm Alan Black. Every episode, we use the soothing power of stronger language to solve a problem for a troubled marketing professional. Today, we're talking about freelancing, or to put it another way, how do you know when you should bring in a freelancer or work with a content agency? To answer this thorniest of questions, I'm joined by as fine a collection of content project pros as you'll ever meet. Black Ad Shan Ross. Hello. Hi, Shan. Chris Tapley. Hello. Hello, Chris. And Helen Selby. Hello. Hello, Helen. Hello, everyone. Uh, so on to this week's letter, which comes from Alice in Wakefield. Dear Black Ant, I work as an account manager for a digital agency. The good news, we've just landed a huge project. Bad news, content needs written and we don't have an in-house content team. How can we secure high-quality content writers at short notice? Is using freelancers the only answer? Yours? Days by decisions? Alice. So, thanks for your letter, Alice. This is always a bit of a tricky one for agencies to judge, but fear not, as it's something we can offer plenty of advice on. As always, we'll tackle the situation in three steps. Diagnosis, treatment, and staying healthy. So, first of all, to the uh, the diagnosis uh, clinic, and I'm just going to, as usual, slap on the, the gloves and um, clear my throat. Two seconds, everyone. Okay, Chris, uh, let's diagnose first. Uh, what do you think the main source of confusion is here? Well, I think there's there's sort of three main options for Alice uh, in this situation. She can freelance the work, um, she can bring a content agency on board, or she can hire an in-house writer. Maybe even just the first of those two options, depending on how big the project is. Um, so on the surface of it, it seems to be a question of how you manage it internally. Mm. I get the impression that Alice maybe doesn't have a massive amount of time to de- dedicate to the project. She's account managing other things. Um, she may not have the writing skills herself to keep an eye on the quality as work progresses either. Hmm. So it, what you're saying is it sounds like she needs to put things in the hands of a writer or writers who know what they're doing. Yeah, totally. And I mean, not just from a writing perspective either, but probably on the project management side as, as well. Um, I mean, that's maybe leaning a little bit into the treatment around the diagnosis here. So we'll come back to that. But essentially, it's a question of, you know, what's the most efficient way for the agency to run this project? So you're probably looking at comparing things like cost for deliverables uh, versus cost for time spent on the project. We shouldn't ignore the fact that freelancers are often cheaper than agencies and can be easier to find at short notice but also they're individuals, which means that they might not be able to deliver the same high-quality outputs uh, on a short timescale as an agency that has a a full writing team behind them. Yeah, and by no means are we having a go at freelancers. Um, At least a couple of our cohorts um, started, well, maybe not started life, but spent a portion of life as freelancers. So (laughs) uh, we have huge, huge respect for the freelance freelance community. I suppose what what we're trying to get at here is that every freelancer is different. You get some people that are good at one thing, something people that are good at another. And like everything you get, frankly, you get good and bad as well. So, you know, we're focusing on the positive here. There are some good freelancers out there. Um, now, I think what we're kind of getting at then is that, you know, freelancing probably sounds like it's a great solution in the short term, but um, it could be a bit tricky to manage and maybe need a little bit more effort and time poured into it from the agency's perspective as the project starts to roll on. Does that sound a bit right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. So we've got some good initial ideas there. Uh, Helen, what do you think the problem could be? Yeah, I'd agree with all of that, but I think 
Alice really needs to burrow into what the client really wants to achieve from the project before running out to go find the writers. Mm. This is uh, the neon sign that, um, unfortunately, due to the, the nature of our podcast, uh, I would be like now, which says Project Goals, and there's a little star that comes up at the end over the, the letter S. <laughs> project Goals. Project Goals. Yeah? Exactly. So, yeah, I think it sounds obvious, but I think getting your project goals down on paper at an early stage is really important. Mm. So, you know, does the client want to increase sales of a specific product or service, for example? Um, or maybe they just want to have a sort of a more authoritative website. It could be that they want to refine their brand voice. Um, I mean, in which case, a content consultancy like us, we probably recommend something more than just write some pages, if that's yeah, the case. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I suppose um, it might be a case of, you know, well, don't write some pages as well, because those should really be out of scope, um, given the goals. Um, again, we, we, we don't know too much about the brief here from Alice, so we're, we're kind of supposing a few things. It might well be that she's got this amazing brief and all the goals are set out, but yeah, we definitely yeah. would want to know what they were. Um, and, and from our perspective, um, the thing that we always want to kind of have a good kind of, you know, peeling back on the, the covers of would be messaging and the brand work uh, before we start, you know, hammering away at the keyboards. Yeah, totally. You need those sort of foundations there, depending on what it is you want to achieve. So I think once you know what your goals are, you can have, you know, you can sort of build a better idea of what the actual deliverables should be. Mm, yeah. Um, get your goals nailed and then you should be able to gather a much clearer picture on what kind of writing resource you'll need. That makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. um, Shan, is there anything else that you'd want to add to this that we should be thinking about? Um, yeah, it sounds as though Alice has already had some conversations and the project's in motion, it's ready to go. Um, but from what she's saying, I mean, she doesn't. she's saying she doesn't have any writers yet. And my question is, why wasn't there a writer in those initial meetings? Or, you know, why why weren't they aware earlier that they were going to need to get this writing problem sorted? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, the, getting that writer portion of it nailed down earlier on. Yeah, I'll give you the answer to that. Prejudice, Shan. Prejudice. Nobody <laughs> likes writers. Um, no, I mean, my, my head is 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 sort of vigorously nodding here, which uh, doesn't make for great audio. You can maybe hear the kind of swooshing as it goes past the microphone. Um, but I, I would violently agree with what you're saying there. You know, that there's a real question. Why didn't you get somebody in earlier? Um, and, and for me, it's not necessarily about just the kind of brief it's about the project plan as well, going back to that kind of uh, that, that thought from, from a little bit earlier on about probing that. So, um, yeah, we can help. And I mean, anyone can help if they're brought in late. Um, but it, it does leave all sorts of questions, you know, open for us right now when we're looking at Alice's letter to think, you know, well, how did you know what the price was going to be? You know, how did you know what the timescales were going to be? Um, how did you know what the scope was going to be? Um, uh, maybe they've got, you know, some agencies have got experts that can work that stuff out, but... If 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 you're in the situation that Alice is in, it's, it sounds like um, that that's not the case. That they need a bit of support on this stuff. And you know, why wouldn't you want to kind of mine that experience um, to to get the best result for the client? Yeah, totally. Um, I do wonder. You know, what stage is the brief at when they've got to this mm. point? Is it already signed off? Because if it isn't, you know, Alice should get some great writers into a project quickly. Do it now. Um, because you want a writer involved in the brief creation process. And, you know, something that we found is, you know, 
bad content can often be traced back to a bad brief and the chances of having a substandard brief are so much less likely when there's a writer in the room when you're making the brief and they tend to be you know zero chance if you have a really experienced writer in the room yeah true and it it does make me wonder sometimes why there is this little bit of a reluctance to involve writers it's usually because you know the agency doesn't have a writer in-house so therefore naturally they wouldn't bring somebody in but um, you know, mo- most writers will be very happy to kind of get get involved, even if it's more just uh, scoping things out, maybe an initial chat um, over the, the brief from the client when you're at the pitch stage. Um, a writer is going to help define the project, um, help shape it before the client signs it off, maybe um, uh, uh, diffuse a few bombs along the way that, that the, the agency might not have spotted. And we would suggest that, you know, it's a bit like anything. It's like you'd actually ask the UX guys, you'd ask the strategy guys in to have a look at it. Why wouldn't you ask the writer in as well to see if they can make a difference to the outcome of the whole project? Because I think they can. Um, even just, sort of, I would consider sort of slightly daft small things like, okay, how are we going to consider the content designed for the main templates? It's not like we have to do it, but how will that roughly be done? What will the process look like? And what should the client expect? That kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so we've got quite a few things for Alice to think about already. Let's um, let's take a walk now into the treatment room. Um, I, I think those are uh, orange-flavoured uh, Pez today, Chris. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you're finding them. Um, what are the treatment options here for Alice? What do you reckon? Um, I think, first off... Um, as an account manager, Alice probably knows this, but she needs a, a project plan um, and she needs to work the content into that. So, I mean, she might already be working with a project manager or team to pull that together, but getting something solid that has tasks, responsibilities, deadlines, and of course, those overarching goals uh, that Helen mentioned earlier will be vital to keeping things on track. Okay. So w- when I hear things like goals, responsibilities, tasks, some. Um my uh, part of my brain starts to tingle, and uh, it's my Excel muscle starts to twitch. Um, <laughs> are you thinking about something like a spreadsheet, maybe? I'm afraid so. Yeah, um, I can already sort of sense people tensing up the thought of a sprawling spreadsheet stuff full of Gantt charts and complex formulas. But it doesn't need to be that. You know, don't make it that if you can avoid it. Um, all you really need here is a list of the required content tasks right from the start of the project all the way through, put deadlines on them and decide how much time you can devote to the project based on that. So I think if you can use a collaborative tool like Google Sheets, um, that tends to help so everyone can align their project with the schedule. Trello could work, Basecamp, mm. similar products like that so that everyone can get involved and have oversight of the schedule is, is going to be good. Um, and just document that plan really is important because there will be points you you overlook you know when it comes to content often um if you're not got a writer by your side when you're making the plan you end up with something that's just right page of content Mm. but actually you need to write the first draft you need time for proofing you need to let the client review it then make updates second draft there's a lot of smaller steps within that um and you don't necessarily need to itemize that exhaustively, but you need to build in the time for that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agreed. I mean, without again wishing to give away too much of the the black ad secret sauce here, um, you know, held under lock and key at uh, the, the HQ, uh, known only to two living people. Um, there are certain things that you know a, a good writer 
um, whether they're an agency and they're heading up a team of freelancers or you bring somebody in as an external agency to support you, would be doing. And they, they might be just taking a look at the, 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 the spreadsheet with all the different pages that need to be written if it's a website, for example, and saying, right, okay, there's, you know, 500 pages in this website. Let's take a sample of them. And then let's look at how many are going to need briefings, for example. How many are, you know, rewriting from, you know, scratch? How many are, you know, just a bit of a polish for, for talking sake? And it's always the kind of classic things you would do as part of a content audit. But if, if, you, if you've not done that, you can't really know what the price is, which then makes me kind of, again, a bit worried. Because back to kind of um, Shan's, uh, you know, really pertinent observation, it's like, you know, is this brief signed off? Like, is the cost signed off? Because if you haven't looked at those things, like how many how many pages are going to need an actual brief from a subject matter expert, then you can't know the cost, or you can't. Well, you maybe maybe you don't care about the cost, and you don't care about your profits in the job. You don't care what the client gets landed with as a bill. So if you don't care about those things, you know, carry straight on. Um, <laughs> okay, and and I suppose um, what if Alice doesn't really know where to start with all this stuff? Because I'm perhaps making it sound a bit kind of complex when I'm talking about things like content audits and things like that. I don't, I don't think it's that complex. Um, but a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, Chris, is, is very specific to content. When I mean say content, I mean words, you know? It's it's very much in that world and it's not something that everyone's got a grasp of. Yeah, well, I think it can be complex, especially if, like you suggest, you're dealing with a massive website with, you know, mm. hundreds of pages. It can be quite daunting if you've, if you've not done something like that before knowing roughly how long each page is going to take ultimately comes from experience from having worked on similar projects in the past you know you you kind of you have an eye for how long these things are going to take and so you want someone who who has that instinct Mm. whether that's you know freelance in-house or agency writers but the time that that's required to really dive into that and start pulling that plan together you know you who who do you think is going to you know, be able to do that, you know. Yeah, well, you know, a really good, talented bunch of freelancers, perhaps, or um, mm-hmm. dare I say it, depending on how heavily booked they are and, you know, if you can find them, um, uh, a content agency. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, you know, you would say that uh, as a, a content agency man yourself. So, you know, there's a bias at play there, but certainly they're more likely to have that extra capacity to take on the the extra support that is out with the writing stage. Yeah, yeah, um, kind of exactly. We, we should point out that does that this doesn't mean that Alice would lose control over the project management just by bringing somebody else in to to kind of help with that stuff, though. Yeah, definitely not. No, it's a team effort, and you you want an agency who can become an extension of your team uh, and communicate their plan of attack with you rather than just taking over. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds perfectly fair too. Um, Helen, what do you reckon? Yeah, I've been doing a bit of vigorous head nodding as well um, because I was going to diagnose getting to grips with the deliverables too. So all that stuff that you and Chris were just chatting about. Um, I think not just for project management, but to understand what kind of skills you need to bring on board. So you might need someone who has a handle on SEO content or maybe the work needs more of a conceptual copywriter. Mm. Um, You might even need a community manager, you know, someone who's used to writing videos and like, product videos and scripts and things at pace. So I think some projects can also demand subject experts as well. So, you know, if you've got like white papers and reports and things like that, 
So mm. hiring a freelancer might be a good shout if it's something super specialist and you can see from the portfolio that they've got a background in that area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or it may be that you expect to get, you know, a lot of work for this client, uh, from this client mm-hmm. you just brought on board. So maybe it is about hiring an in-house writer or an in-house team of writers and getting them, you know, in place quickly. And that could well be worth the effort. There, there's, you know, we work with plenty of clients that have got in-house teams and, you know, many of them are fantastic. So there's nothing against in-house mm-hmm. teams either. You know, being very careful here to uh, not slag off freelancers, not slag off in-house teams. Because we, we work with, you know, we have to work with, with everybody and we, we enjoy working with in-house teams as well. It can be worth the pile yeah. if you've got a really big, like you say, it's a really big client. You've, you've got them in for a couple of years and you know they're going to be spending an awful lot of their time writing stuff. Oh, rather, they've got a lot of writing needs. So yeah, bring a writer in. And um, Yeah, I think that's it. Like, it, it depends on the project. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's no right or wrong in terms of the, the kind of writers that are out there. It's just there's right and wrongs for certain projects. So it's just about drilling down to what the requirements are. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the other thing is, I suppose, as well, that, you know, they, they, they might not have the... The, the time to kind of uh, dedicate to, to, to kind of bringing that person in and training them up. And I suppose the other yes. question is, um, if you don't have any writers in the agency right now, how do you train somebody to be a writer in your agency? Well, you have to look at a certain mm. type of skill set and a certain level of experience. So um, hmm. yeah. anyway, um, I've rambled, um, as is my <laughs> want. Shan, um, I'm sure you'll, you'll be much more concise than me. Um, what would your recommended treatment be here? Um, I'm underpressed to be concise now, aren't I? Oh, no. um, <laughs> so I would um, start doing things, start speaking to writers quickly because okay. they should be helping to define the deliverables and plan the projects. And it sounds like that's underway. Um, so I would say ask some peers who they use or mm. Actually, I'm, I'm going to be less diplomatic and say um, at this point, you probably are looking for a content agency just to get things up and running very quickly. Um, that's not to say that freelancers wouldn't be able to do that, of course, um, but it's it's a big ask to expect one person to carry the weight of the planning and the project management and do the writing. Is That's just an enormous amount of work and there's only much, uh, there's only so much that one person can do. Um, they're only human. So you know, an agency has the benefit of having a bit more resource and they can make sure that each task gets the attention it deserves. Um, And, you know, as a content agency, we also know the steps involved in putting a really good plan together. And we've got the processes that we've tested over time and refined, um, and we can get things moving quickly to deliver the goods at a quality um, that that they need. Um, So what if we look at the other options, Shan? What if we look at the in-house writers, which I kind of touched on just very slightly? Um, yeah, no, I didn't mention them because, um, to be honest, I've kind of pushed them out of consideration for this one um, because it sounds like Alice just doesn't have the time to to go down that route. She'd need to advertise for a position. She'd need to hold interviews. She'd need to bring someone into the company to train them up. Um, and it sounds like the work needs to get moving quicker than that on this one. Yeah. But I do agree with what you said about in-house writers. And it's definitely worth considering, um, you know, if you think there'll be lots of work in the long run 
Um, it's just you need to make sure that you do that properly because obviously you want, you know, a really good writer if you're bringing them onto the team. So you need to know how to hire and nurture and manage a writer in-house. Um, and us writers are a strange bunch. So um recommend getting some advice from a writer before you actually publish the job ad. Absolutely. <laughs> get an inside scoop. Absolutely. I think the word curious is the word that I tend to apply to writers. <laughs> we we are we have curiosity and we are just a very curious bunch of people. Um, um we're, we're we're yeah. Mm. Um I shall say no more for fear of offending anyone else, but yeah, we're we're kinda of, I think we're quite difficult to manage. Um, if there's just one of us or even just a couple of us, um, it can be it can be a little bit difficult to manage and get inside the writer mindset. And um, that's something you've got to be aware of. So um, we've discussed what the problem might be. Um, we've had a chat about how it could be treated. Now, onto the all important, um, why wouldn't we do this? Staying healthy. Um, now, Chris, I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind just to um, put on your um, performance slippers and uh, if you could step up to the podium, please. I'd imagine they're crushed velvet. All week. Yeah. Just, uh, whenever you're ready, Chris. On your mark. Well, I've given up giving kind of comparisons, but you know, thank you, Chris. That was peerless. Yeah, wanting. Uh, so let's think about how we can take those those treatment ideas and keep them uh, locked into the the agency's uh, life in the future, um, Chris. Um, now you're down from the podium. Uh, what do you reckon? What's the best way to do that? I think as much as you can, just plan ahead. Um, you know, keep an eye on the, the kinds of projects uh, that are coming up that are going to require content, and make sure you're ready for them. Um, so, I mean, I think in my opinion, probably the best way to this is to be in contact with uh, a good content agency who you can bring on board quickly. Should that big project drop mm. um if you would still rather work with freelancers then just take the time to build up a decent roster of freelance contacts when you don't have that urgent need that big deadline looming and that means when another project does come up you can build in plenty of time to speak to them and, and get them involved in the process nice and early yeah that, that that um that spreadsheet of freelance friends with the tab for writers the tab for photographers and so on and so forth um you need that so um Get, get busy with that. Um, it, it's kind of all in the planning, um, as it so often is. Um, that makes sense. Helen, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with all that. Um, but I'd maybe take it a step further um, on the, the content agency front. So if you have a lot of content projects coming up, you might want to look at working with a content agency on a more regular basis rather than just hiring, now, hiring them now and again for one-off projects. So you can kind of ask them how you can do that, you know, how you can sort of keep a, a working relationship in place so that you've got a more sort of regular flow of work going on. Um, but I think alternatively, like once you don't have a deadline hanging over you the way that Alice does at the minute, you know, you could think about hiring an in-house content team. So it's worth remembering that content consultants like us can help you hire writers and train them up as well if you don't know where to start with that kind of thing. And then you've got your own team just just ready to help with content when it comes up. Yeah, and nothing against our other friends um, in this world, the uh, recruitment consultants. Um, mm-hmm. I, get, I think I get an unfair time, um, specifically on social media. Um, seems that everyone's a smart aleck when it comes to having a go at recruitment consultants. Got a lot of time for good ones. Um, I would suggest that um, either trying to find a good recruitment consultant that really understands content or... Hey, what about a content consultant that really understands recruitment? 
you know, could be a way mm-hmm. of doing it. Um, so if you want to build yeah. that that in-house team that you can be proud of, you know, get get some pros involved essentially, and 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 ask them how how you could put it together, what what the shape of a good team looks like, and maybe what mm-hmm. resources that team's going to need in order to be effective. Um, you know, I, I'm using my soft, calm, uh, midnight voice here. Um, you know, just to emphasize, I don't want to blow the trumpet too hard, but it is something that we do. Um, you know, right to recruitment, we've done it for lots of big, uh, lots of big companies, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're pretty good at it. I, I think. Um, you know, that's as much of a, a trumpet blows you'll get from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was so. Oh, thank you, um, Shan. Um, how would you recommend staying healthy this time around? What, what's the What's the cure here, long term? Yeah, I'm just going to back that up, really. I think we're all in agreement um, on this one. So either Alice needs an in-house team or a content agency who can go quickly. I think that's the key. So Mm. when projects come along and by quickly, I really mean quick enough to be in those initial meetings and work as an extension of the team when they're putting the brief together. And then when another big project rolls around, she'll be ready once she's got that in place. Um, I will disagree slightly just to, you know, add a bit of friction um, on the building a freelance roster point. Um, freelance teams absolutely can work well. You know, we've seen that. Um, but only really when there's an experienced person, an experienced writer coordinating all the different parts, all the different people's work and just keeping a really close eye on quality and consistency. Um, and it just sounds like in this case, Alice team, Alice's team doesn't have those skills in place at the moment and um, so that's going to make that option quite hard to get right for her just now um, so if they decide not to bring at least one writer in-house um, I would say a content agency is probably the way forward for now shameless plug but there we go yeah yeah certainly certainly just to get this project nailed um, yeah spot on I, I think I think that that kind of solves the problem so Alice um, over to you Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon using stronger language to cure another listener's brand agony. For more on brand language, messaging, content training and tone of voice, visit blackad.co.uk.